There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. Uh, we do have a somewhat major announcement. And that announcement is simply those of you in the area of southern Pennsylvania. The meeting at Dublin Mills Community Church has been extended through Friday. And so if you've been unable to attend or maybe weren't planning on attending any more services, uh, the revival services are going on through this Friday. And so we have tonight and tomorrow night still, 7 o'clock p.m. And what a blessing that is. And we just feel like the pastor and I both have felt like there's been a work of God. And uh, there's still some work that needs to be done in the hearts of people. And we certainly thank the Lord for that. So would you consider attending? Pray for us. If you're not able to attend, pray that God would have his sweet will, his sweet way in the service and do according to what he needs to accomplish. And then next week, we'll begin starting on a Sunday morning. Uh, we'll be at Second Chance Bible Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Looking forward to be with Brother Hockenbury and the folks there and uh, the great needs of the church. And so we're looking forward to what God is going to do. And Psalm 8 and 96 is where we're going to start today. That's where we've left off in the Messianic Psalms. And this, of course, is a psalm of those things which are to come. This is not a psalm of Calvary. This is not a psalm of the death and the tomb, but this is a psalm of praise and rejoicing. We could say it's a psalm of the resurrection. And we see some things here that are paramount to our understanding. Had Christ not been resurrected, these things never would be. But we're looking at a time which is to come. We look at when Jesus Christ comes to this earth, restores this earth, makes all things new on earth, and he rules and reigns for 1,000 years. Now, I am a premillennial believer. I believe according to the scriptures, and I can take the scriptures and prove that Jesus Christ must first come back in the air. The Apostle Paul shared that with us, and that the Word of God has told us that. And uh, the Apostle Paul was the apostle of mysteries. God gave him mysteries and understanding of mysteries, those things that had not yet been explained, and God gave him understanding. And then God gave him the understanding of those mysteries to share with us so that you and I would know a mystery. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. What is that? That's the imminent return of Jesus Christ in the air. In God's timeline, when he says, come up hither, the church is departing in the book of Revelation. And then for seven years of tribulation, we see, of course, three and a half years, that man of sin, the son of perdition, is going to be established. And then three and a half years of judgment and wrath upon this earth, and that son of perdition will rule and reign with that iron fist upon this earth. Men will be destroyed because of sin. They'll be seeing strong delusions that they shall believe a lie. And after seven years, Jesus Christ himself is returning to this earth. He is going to put his feet upon the ground. He is going to go through that eastern gate and ascend his throne, which is David's throne. 
in that city, Jerusalem, on Mount Zion, the sides of the north, the city of the great king. And there he's going to rule and reign for 1,000 years. And that's just what the doctrine of the word of God teaches. And therefore, I'm not all-millennial or post-millennial or mid-trib or post-trib. No, I believe in the pre-millennial return of Jesus Christ. And so he says in Psalm 96, O sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Why? The earth's been restored. That creature which groaneth, this creation that groaneth, will all be made new. They will all be restored in Jesus Christ. And then he says, sing unto the Lord, bless his name, show forth his salvation from day to day. Well, who is his salvation? It is Jesus Christ. And when he comes and makes all things new, when he comes and restores that which has been tainted by sin, that which has been corrupted by sin, he is going to restore those things and we're going to sing about his salvation. Why? Because salvation is a person. Salvation is in the person of Jesus Christ. I hear preach on the glory of God and the salvation of God, and it leaves out the person of Jesus Christ. The glory is not a cloud. The glory is a person. It is the Son of God. He is the glory of God. And when that glory filled the temple of God, and that glory filled the tabernacle, and the cloud came and settled upon that tabernacle, it's because Jesus Christ himself was evidenced and that he was present in the temple. He was present in the tabernacle. And you hear men today talking about the glory of God fell in the service. Well, the reality is if it's the presence of Jesus Christ, so be it. But if it's a fog or a mist or some other peculiar manifestation, then it's not the glory of God. So it is with salvation. There is a salvation that does not deliver you from sin. There is a salvation that does not make you a new creature. That is another salvation. That is a false gospel. That is another Christ. But God's salvation is in the person of Jesus Christ. And so he said, show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. And so we're going to point men to Jesus Christ, just like we do today. We're pointing men to Jesus Christ. The purpose of ministry, the purpose of this week, as I personally have labored with Pastor Holler there at Dublin Mills, the purpose this week is that men might see Jesus Christ. We've been preaching doctrinally. We've been preaching the doctrines of the Word of God, why? That men might see Christ. We don't need another spiritual manifestation. We need a true manifestation. We need the Word of God revealed in our hearts that God can show us what's in our heart that we might see whether or not we have this great salvation. That's why he told us to examine ourselves, whether we be in the faith. And he said, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, and he will be feared above all gods. Why? Because he is going to rule, and he is going to reign. He is going to be king of kings. He is going to be lord of lords. He knows all things, sees all things, and therefore we point men to him that they also might fear him. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. And there he very bluntly tells us in the word of God, the gods of all the nations are idols. What are their idols? Well, it's people, it's graven images, it's sports stars, it's Hollywood stars, but the greatest idol of all is probably that covetousness, that money, that almighty dollar. And I've been in other nations of this world, and of course, corruption abounds, especially in third world countries. That's why the third world countries, because the corruption is so great, and money rules everything, money controls everything. 
But you watch the people that are impoverished in those countries, and what do they have? They have little gods. Uh, They have little idols. They have little gold and silver statues, and they have little altars set up for their gods. And with all the reality of life, the truth of life, they're still deceived by chicken bones and by uh, flagons of wine. They're deceived by little gold idols and gold cats and little graven images, and yet they're still deceived with all the wisdom and all the knowledge of this world. They're still deceived by those idols, but the Lord God himself is the one that made the heavens, and yet men will not turn to him. The idol of money has blinded the hearts of Americans, and I've watched as a generation, the generation before me, lived in poverty. They worked hard to get out of poverty, and then they came into some money and in financially good times under Reagan and Bush, and even into the Clinton era and the second Bush era, and even through the Obama era and the Trump era, and they had prosperity and they seemed to prosper and they spoiled their children. They gave their children everything they ever wanted. And now we have a generation that knows not God. And they've been taught that that is their God. Money is their God. If I just had money, I'd be a little bit happier. Yet you watch people that try to obtain money, and it never buys them happiness, and there's never enough. If you have an airplane, you need a bigger airplane. If you have a nice car, you need a better car. If you have a boat, you need a bigger boat. If you have a mansion, you need a bigger mansion. If you have $1,000 suit, you need a $2,000 suit. If you have $1,000 Italian crocodile loafers, you need a $3,000 pair of Gucci loafers. And Money does not satisfy. Things do not satisfy. Yet that's the God of this world. That love of money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say that money's evil. Uh, Dear Brother Travis Clayton, who we've had on this podcast, Brother Travis Clayton for years, has said money doesn't make the world go round, but it sure does grease the wheel. And if you don't have money, my friend, you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade. You might just starve to death. But not to labor for money, not to work that we might obtain money and find out that that doesn't satisfy us. And then we realize that we've followed a God, which is money, and yet so many follow that God. But the Lord made the heavens. Why can't we trust him for our finances? Why can't we trust him for money? Why can't we trust him to take care of us? He says, honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Why? Because his right arm, the right hand of God, rather, connect that right arm of God are in the sanctuary of God. We worship him in the beauty of holiness. Why? Because beauty is in his sanctuary. It's the person of Jesus Christ. Give unto the Lord, O you kindreds of the people, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. There will be a time when men will come to the court of God. They will come to the courts of Jesus Christ, and they will come, and they will worship him, and they will honor him, and they will bow down in that beauty of holiness. They'll worship him because he is Lord. And he said to do that, bring an offering and come into his courts and What greater joy there would be to bring an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who's given the greatest offering of all, that he laid down his life for us, and be able to return that offering unto him, and be able to return to him just a portion of what he's done for us, and what a joy that will be to come and kneel at his feet, and kneel before his throne, and, and to give those offerings unto him, to sing of him, and to worship him in the beauty of holiness. What a glorious day it's going to be. 
when we look at this in the eyes of a messianic psalm, that which is to come, it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a glorious thing. You see, he's already died. He's already shed his blood. He's already been resurrected. He's already borne our iniquity in his body. All of that has come to pass. When he comes again, it's going to be a marvelous thing. It's going to be a wonderful thing, but only for those that are saved by the grace of God. Those lost without Christ will be eternally damned. They'll receive that strong delusion. They'll believe that lie. And when they have that strong delusion, my friend, they'll, they'll perish forever. Why? Because they would not receive the love of the truth. And that's the promise of God according to the word of God. In verse 10, say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. And this is a day which is to come. I've heard people use that verse in modern times, in modern tense. No, but he said the world should not be moved. He said that according to the word of God, it shall be established. And so the Lord is going to do that. Why? Because he's going to make this world new. He's going to, it's not a makeover, my friend. No, he's going to make all things new. That's when we're going to see the lion lie down. He's going to be like a kitten. You can go pull his whiskers and tickle him under the chin, to quote Brother Herbert from many years ago. He said, you go up to a wolf, and you walk up to a wolf, and you brush his teeth and pat his head. Why? Because Jesus Christ is going to make those things new. Sin will no longer have reign over this earth. Sin will no longer corrupt this earth. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice. Why? Because the corruption of sin is gone. This world will be new. Jesus Christ will rule and he will reign. The creator of all things will sit on the throne of David and he will rule this world. Glory to God. Blessed be his holy name. What a wonderful day it's going to be. Before the Lord. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. What a wonderful day it'll be when this world is judged in righteousness. There'll be no more unrighteous judge. There'll be no more misunderstanding when it comes to judgment. And he will rule his people with truth, not just truth, but his truth, the truth of Jesus Christ. And those of us that abide in that truth long for that day. We're looking for that day. It's going to be a wonderful day when we have the truth of the word of God and we can dwell in that truth. Keep looking up, children of God, saints of God, those of you lost without Christ. I pray you'd look to him this day. Look unto Jesus. If I and I be lifted up, he said, I would draw men nigh unto me. Would you look to him today? There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. 
Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing The glorious song of the redeemed